0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Contest Prep University. Joe Klumzeski and Adam Atkinson, episode four in our series on maintaining lean body mass in prep. And we're gonna we're gonna comb our way back through some nutrition work. Initially, I wanted to title this protein management, but actually, you know, managing protein means you're also affecting other macronutrients and your entire calorie intake. So uh protein for sure, though. I think the science is pretty clear at this point, Adam, with as much research as has been done. Um, When you look at two times the RDA, a lot of people like to use grams per pound of lean body mass is just an easy heuristic, but uh, I, I still like to teach my coaches that I'm certifying and licensing to at least be rooted in the scientific data. So so I like to do that. I like to say, okay, two times the RDA, 2.5 times, three times. Studies have shown even up to four or five times in these extreme cases, blah, blah, blah. So um, protein is obviously the first thing, like we talked about in episode one, the training intentionality making sure force production, making sure functional anatomy considerations are there. You've got to be, since you're in a catabolic environment, really focused on that. Well, that doesn't really matter if you're not supporting it nutritionally. So just getting enough protein, possibly at certain intervals, although research also is a little bit more nuanced on that. I'm, I'm curious before we even get into the other macronutrients how you instruct clients to really handle protein management when they are in prep.
1: Most of them, you know, have a really good baseline and foundation for macros before we're even in prep anyhow. So the biggest thing is making sure they're consistent. If they're not there, we're probably not going to be in prep in the first place But then as far as management, it really comes down to the body type of the person. I actually had a really interesting call with a client the other day. She'll probably watch this actually too. and know I'm talking about her, but um, she had spent six months with a coach trying to fix her hormones. Well, she was on birth control, so nothing they were doing was going to change her hormonal environment anyhow. So I acquired her. She's relatively lean, so I thought she might lean out actually pretty easily. And cut after cut after cut, we've not seen much progress. We've we've checked all our uh, you know, diet our eyes, crossed our t's on food intake, everything. She's doing everything correctly, from what I can see. And I just said, you know, I need to rearrange your macros. You lose way slower than somebody I thought. I kind of thought you were an ectomorph because for somebody who was eating as many calories as you are, you're pretty lean. So I said, I think we need to bump down your protein. I have it too high. I would. Your carbs are starting to get low because I've made some adjustments and I'd rather give you back some carbs and pull down your protein. Because you just don't have as fast as a metabolic rate as I initially thought. And, uh, you know, sometimes body type is kind of changed based on people's habits, lifestyle. So even what we see may not be what we get once we actually get in and work under the hood with a client. Totally, totally.
0: And and interestingly, that was going to be one of my points is when we look at the other macronutrients, Everybody, I think we're in an era where people don't overutilize protein as much, but it's, it's hard to make a mistake with protein intake because there are so many pros and cons to different ways of managing it. For example, you know the good old days of the 80s and 90s, people would say, well, you got to eat six, seven, eight times a day every three hours, have this exact amount of protein. You, you need this much to get over that protein synthesis threshold and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden people are like, well, wait a second. Your body adapts so quickly to that, that you may respond better with kind of a washing out of receptor sites, receptor site resensitization. So uh, research found that some protein fasting, where you actually have longer spans between meals, will then make you synthesize protein at an even higher level. So all of a sudden, people are like, wow, now what do I do? Do I eat it every three hours and try to create the most anti-catabolic environment or I do this? And I I think really, if you just kind of eat a, a pretty normal diet where some days you may have bigger gaps between meals, some days it's perfectly equated over time, but what you're really wanting to do is look at the bigger picture, like you said, Adam, and there are times that once you've met that minimum need of protein, more protein is not advantageous. It's not more anabolic. It's not more metabolic, but you could be taking calories away from carbs, which could in that environment be more metabolic and more anti-catabolic. So I, I think you did a perfect thing with her and I'm sure that was part of your thought process was we just don't need this much protein to buffer against fat loss. We can save some calories there, make sure we're giving you enough carbs to be more metabolically enhancing with your energy levels and so forth. So I think that's really kind of the biggest part of the ball game when it comes to protein management. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys. Well, we got one more session. We're going to go through one more episode on this, and we're going to wrap it up with some of the more intangible things that you might not consider when trying to maintain lean body mass in prep. We'll see you next time.